This episode of the Damage Guild podcast is sponsored by listeners like you. Join the guild at patreon.com slash damage guild to receive exclusive perks, member rewards, and bonus content. Previously on the Damage Guild podcast. You all managed to make it to the top of the ladder. You've managed to escape the underworld. And then we go straight to the Sapphire Saber. Listen, the cult of Altoria is right beneath our very feet. We need to go down there and stop them. What are you talking about, the cults beneath our feet? They're in the sewers doing nefarious deeds for nefarious purposes. They might not even know that there's a city beneath the city. You're going to need to talk to some of the higher-ups. That's exactly who we want to talk to. The higher-upper, the better. Ribbon and we don't have much time, though. They could be breaking through the barricade any second. Who's the highest up we can talk to? Right now. You've attracted some attention from the tavern area, and you actually see Elindria Faceworn, the Mithril class member, emerges from the tavern and looks you over. You must help us, Elindria. You believe us, don't you? I believe you are telling the truth. Oh, thank goodness. I will put together an emergency commission and see if anyone who's currently available is willing to join us. How many men are under the city? Approximately 30 to 40. But some of them we trapped in the trap room, yes. right? The magic. There's yes. there's a room in there that you can't cast magic inside. We did trap some of them, so it's more like we're dealing with 20, what? 25-ish. But even then, we think they may have broken out by now, so. Yeah, so we, we trapped eight of them, and then they sent out another party after those eight. So... Well, it's unlikely that those eight would have been able to get themselves out very quickly. It's far more likely that the ones who went to get them would be able to help them. Right. In other words, the ones that we fought at the entrance may have broken out and escaped the caves, but that means that they would have abandoned the search party and the group of them that were trapped mm-hmm. in the in the anti-magic room. Yeah. So there's still cult plenty of cult, like more than half of them, right? Or at least half of them still in there. Yeah. And they're the stronger ones too. And also, the only group of them that knew that we have the crown was the ones that are trapped because Asla was invisible the entire time going out. Uh, we may not even want to need to talk about the crown just yet, Shaba. He's wearing it. <laughs> yeah, he is, he is wearing it. But this is sort of an out-of-character thing just to think about, is that the rest of the cult doesn't necessarily... A, know that they're trapped down there, and B, even if they did know it, they are either expecting more guys to come down and open them, or they're not in any desperate hurry to leave because they think they're still down there to find the crown and they don't realize we've taken it out. Mm. Yeah, my, I totally agree, Shaba. They probably want to rendezvous their group before leaving the sewers because they have to communicate and be like, it's not here. It's right. time for us to leave. Right. So, for all they know, they're still searching for it, and yeah. we're just some guys who got away. Yeah. Now, that, that may not have stopped them from breaking down our barricade. The guys that were there, they probably are in the process or already did do that since we've left. But yeah, maybe they're not leaving because they're not leaving half of their party. Mm-hmm. Yes, we have time. Maybe this emergency commission could work. We might get there like just as they're leaving. Yes. Hmm. You say that there are likely 20-some right at the entrance. Probably, yeah. And more waiting farther below. 20 to 30, most likely. I don't think I could take more than 15. (laughs) (laughs) This wind blowing through her hair as she says it. Yeah, right. (laughs) She just has that otherworldly glow about her just at all times. And like her sword at her hilt like glints for a second. (laughs) 
Well, if you can handle 15, and I can handle 5, and Aslo takes 5, and Stripey oh. takes 5, <laughs> Chaba, Chaba, you can take 6, because you're trying to prove yourself. Uh, with a lightning bill, I can take, you know, probably also 5. So, I like the math, but let's get more people so that it's super safe. Yeah, I like more math on our side than theirs, preferably. <laughs> yeah, because we didn't actually engage with one of the groups, so the people guarding it, we were able to break through. And defeat, essentially. Well, not defeat, but breakthrough. But yeah, we think there's some really strong ones, the ones that we locked in the anti-magic room. Mm. Honestly, this sounds like a dangerous mission. If, where in the sewers are they? Just uh, we, tell, we draw it out for them, approximately. Yeah, can, we, can I get out my sketch and put it on the table? Sure. We say there's a secret room behind the pooper fall over here, and uh, <laughs> it's, there's a door. And then you go down the, the little shaft, and they're in there. Yeah, it's a secret chamber. Okay. Do you mention it, anything about it leading into the underworld, or just that it's a secret room in the sewers? Oh, no, yeah, the, the shaft definitely leads into the underworld, for sure. Yep. Okay. She looks considerably more concerned. I doubt you'll get very many willing to chase anyone into the underworld. That is dangerous land indeed. Well, it's it's not so bad. We we killed some of the denizens of the deep ourselves, and look, I mean, look at us. We're not that great, <laughs> right? You don't really have to go anywhere looking for them. They're literally right there. You go into the underworld, and they're camped yeah. right there. They, yeah, they made a camp at the entrance, so we probably <laughs> yeah. won't have to wander around and run into any monsters. Yeah, no searching required. Plus, we're just a few iron level chumps. Yeah, like and we survived. A bunch of a uh, bunch of you higher ranking people. Mm, could... We're 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 going on steel. Aslo, don't sell us short. We're, we're going on steel. I think after this mission... <laughs> trying, to, trying to play us down to show how easy it is to for them to do it. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just a bunch of weaklings. We're basically bronzies at this point. Right. Yeah, I don't know how they let us be become Ironites. <laughs> All right, don't, let's not go, go too far. <laughs> it's not important. <laughs> important enough. Let's not demote ourselves. <laughs> Still, there are unknown dangers lurking in the underworld. But I will see if anyone here is willing to come. Well, we don't have to fight them in the underworld. We could wait for them to emerge into the secret chamber or even ambush them in the sewers, wherever you think is a better pinch point for the combat to ensue. We know that there's only one way out of that tunnel, and it's through the secret chamber. Yeah. And if this adventuring guild can't handle it, then I don't think it has the right to call itself an adventuring guild. (laughs) Yeah, like, if we're fighting mid to high ranking members of the cult leading a whole troop they probably have some valuables or at least their equipment is going to be top notch we could split the equipment or we could let the guild distribute the victory winning spoils spoils thank you aslo aslo why aren't you the one doing this <laughs> um yeah so we think there is valuable loot down there for the that the guild could use I mean, they had crates and crates of stuff stacked up yes. down there. That's true. Lots of supplies. It looked like they wanted to be down there for the long haul. Do you have any reward that you would be willing to put up yourselves to perhaps attract some more men? The reward of them not dying to the cult? I mean, <laughs> I would think that's reward enough. The reward of justice. I don't understand the nonchalance here about this. I mean, she's concerned, but she's trying to put together a commission that'll bring people to actually go down on the adventure. We have a ranking system here, right? This mission probably would be iron or above easily, right? I mean, well, okay, this is probably steel or even mithril level. Yeah. 
right? We need some mithril level or higher level members. Like, in other words, I think this needs to be codified. We need to get that commission going, as you were saying, and, and you guys will decide what level mission this is. We've, we've told you everything we know. You, you, you've looked at us. You know that we're not lying. We'll give you any any other information you think to ask us, right? We, I think we've been pretty forthcoming. Uh, I'm trying to think. They, they were uh, the, the elite group had a lot of archers. They seem to have a magic caster, for sure, right? He, like, bent the... A um, few, yeah. Yeah. What else do you want to know? We'll tell you everything. I mean, maybe... I know we're not the right rank, but should we sit in on the meeting in case you guys have questions about the enemy? I think that's not a bad idea. Not as part of the board. Just just if you have questions, like, yeah, tell us about the magic caster. We, we, we would be there and could answer questions. We'll be the consultants. Yeah, as a resource, right. Which is what the AAA team does best, is consultancy. Yeah, but we, we're not asking to have a vote, because we're only irons. Yes. But if you want to give us a vote, we'll take that, too. We will take a vote, if, yeah, if you'd bestow it upon us. Usually those that come to the guild asking for commissions post some associated reward. And that's why I was asking if you had anything that you would be willing to post along with your request. Do you want creepy strangers sneaking into your child's bedrooms at night? <laughs> if no, come on this quest with us. <laughs> yeah, and, and there's sure to be loot to split once we are victorious. Like, a successful mission will render the supplies, their equipment, anything else that they had. If there's a spellcaster, surely there's lots of uh, materials for spellcasting with them. Right. Aslo is rooting around in his bag, and he pulls out two opals and says, I don't know how much these are worth, but... I would be willing to put these up for commission. Yeah, I also have the gemstones from the giant's cave. Take them out of my hand before I change my mind. I'll throw those in, too. (laughs) We will have a bag of gemstones that will get distributed to all living... I mean, we shouldn't put it that way. (laughs) There will be a bag of gemstones distributed in addition to us splitting fairly, right, as the guild sees fairly, splitting the spoils of the ransacked cult. Of which there should be a good, considerable sum. I think that's a pretty good deal. Very well. I shall assemble a group and see who's willing to join. Also, if most of your jobs on the job board are posted for one adventuring party, it should be noted that there's no upper limit on this one to how many adventuring parties can participate. It's a raid party. Yeah. yeah we're trying to build a raid. <laughs> yeah, this is a raid. 40 members and nothing less. <laughs> for sure, it's a raid. 40 v 40 raid. <laughs> we're going to need five tanks. I'm lagging so bad, man. <laughs> we need 13 healers At least one Leroy Jenkins Yep Yeah For sure Well We already have that <laughs> That's true Stripey Jenkins Some call him The Drake Give me 20 minutes to assemble a group Very well Assuming we can find some who are willing to go We shall set off for this location in the sewers and See what we can accomplish And she collects the gems too Very good Give us 20 minutes to run over to the guardhouse And notify Captain Stoutheart that this is all happening because I would assume that he would want to know. Yeah, he'd want to know, for sure. They've been in on some of the news of the cult. This is his city. That's true. Maybe we're trying to treat the guild more like the guards. Like, the guards are motivated to protect the city for protecting the city, whereas the guild members are more motivated by gold. Loot, <laughs> and, and also the chance to be promoted, which is why if this is like a mithril level or higher mission, this could mean promotions yeah. mm. for some of our fellow guildmates. Even ourselves. Oh, wait, that's another reason why we should totally get this codified into a mission, right? And Toka starts thinking these things. <laughs> yep. yep. That's right. The red tape may serve us all well. Maybe we should just do this ourselves and just, like, take the elevator straight up to Mithril. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? No, I think just 
any members that live through this could use that as part of their promotion. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's, it's total street cred within the guild. Be like, yeah, yeah, I was part of the raid on the cult. Did you hear about that? <laughs> anyway, I think there's one other thing we should do before we leave. You, uh, you brought it up, Shaba. Maybe we should talk to the Drake. He's a seasoned fighter. Maybe he has some advice for us. The Drake, and also we need to find the closest pearl that we can purchase. Well, I think it's more important that we talk to Parthen Stoutheart first, right? Yeah. More important than the legendary artifact sitting on Aslo's head? <laughs> we have communication channels with the guards. Oh, okay. Uh, so you can do that for us? There's no issue with letting the guards know what's going on. Yeah, we definitely think that they should be informed. Mm-hmm. That, that'd be our take. Okay, yeah. All right. If, if it's a good idea. If that's something that the guild can do. Yeah, let's do that. All right. If possible, we should coordinate with them. I don't see any reason why we couldn't work with them to fight this evil. Yeah. I mean, I would think that... Parthen Stoutheart is the captain of the town guard would not want the risk of raw sewage floating through the streets of Nanep, which is definitely <laughs> what will happen if the cult is not extinguished from these sewers. Well, actually, this is literally beneath his jurisdiction. In other words, this might be inside of his jurisdiction. Mm. Yes. The hidden part of the city might fall under... Oh, like, definitely. He kind of has to do something. Uh, let me tell you, if the sewers are clogged with dead bodies, it's bad news bears for <laughs> our fine metropolis here. Well, no, it's just they're so close to home. Who's gonna, who, who's to say that the cult isn't going to do something after they find out they can't get the crown? Oh, yeah. Right. Like, they're like, well, we're all here anyway. Might as well overthrow the city. Elindria says, I'm certain your fears are well-founded. However, cults and other such secret organizations tend to prefer acting in secret and remaining secret. I doubt they are going to be making any open moves against the city in any time soon. It's a matter of biting off the snake's head before the snake bites you. I believe that's the metaphor, right? (laughs) We we know that this cult is dangerous and they're growing in power by the day. So it's important to get them now before they become more powerful than we can reasonably deal with. Thank you, Alondria, for for getting all this together for us. We're we're really excited and looking forward to working with you on the battlefield. Yes, we are. Can I talk to you two for a second? All right, let's have a huddle. We huddle. Guys, I just remembered something really problematic, potentially. So you know how we're putting a lot of our reputation on the line to recruit lots of help for this mission? Mm Mm-hmm. In the past, we've known that the cult has the ability to do teleportation magic. I I don't want to throw us under the bus here, but the caster in that group seemed like a powerful caster. How bad would it be if they actually did get together, use the teleport magic, and they're not there anymore by the time we get this army? To teleport all of them out of the underworld? I think if they had the power to do that, they would have teleported everyone in. Mm-hmm. In the first place. That's true. Instead of carrying all the supplies by hand. Carrying all the supplies down, making everyone climb down the rope and the stairs and everything. Uh, I don't think it's super likely that they go that route. It's a good thought, though, because we definitely don't want to be made to look like fools. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it might just be expensive to teleport that. I mean, it's like maybe they teleport the elite members are the members that really matter and the rest are expected to yeah. leave on their own. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just just a little thought before we also recruit the town guard and maybe, I mean, like, the king will hear about this if we do that. Right. So it would suck for us to lose what little 
reputation. And we were starting to like fix our reputation too. <laughs> like cry wolf and there's no wolf, you know? Right. Not to mention it would be almost impossible for them to eradicate any trace of their having been there. I mean, they've been burning campfires for the better part of whatever, you know, a week now, right? They're not going to yeah. scrape all the ashes away. and Yeah, I don't think they'll completely hide their presence. That's That wasn't my concern. My concern was simply that they might not be there or the promise of getting to kill the elite members and loot their stuff. We might not be able to come clean on that if they, they did manage to escape. Anyway, um, yeah, maybe we should get the pearl, yeah. like, now. I think that's next, yeah. And I can't rest, guys. If, if, I, if I try to rest, I'm, it's all over for me. <laughs> right, for the next 24 hours at least. All right, let's uh, get a pearl and see what we're dealing with with this crown here. We go to the nearest pearl shop. I'm still pretty wounded from our fight in the sewers, dudes. I have some wounds as well, yeah. Uh, Aslo dives into the ocean and finds a pearl. (laughs) (laughs) It's a really good idea. I don't think it's going to work, but... No? Okay. I think it's a good idea. Thanks. We go to the nearest pearl shop. But first, we're going to take a quick break because it's time for another Royal Decree. This one comes to us from Hannah, and Hannah says... Lady Hannah would like to congratulate her brother, Lord Samuel, for graduating. Thank you for introducing me to the Damage Guild, and may you have the utmost success as you start Bard's College. Well, good luck to you, Lord Samuel. I hope Bard's College treats you well. It's a huge step in your life. And, hey, we here at the DGP, we're pulling for you. So thanks for sending that message, Hannah. And best of luck to you, Samuel. All right. So, yeah, you can go over to one of the two main shopping districts. Not the low market, the high market. Daddy needs a pearl. That's right. Daddy needs a new pair of pearls. Just a pearl, just one. Head over to high market. They probably have pearls, but not, not for the purpose we're thinking of. Probably for, you know, buying for your, your wife. Right. We don't need a whole necklace, just one of them. Just find some lady walking around wearing one and just rip it off, take one, and give the rest back to her. She'll be fine with that. Here, miss. We'd, there you go. we'd like to buy one of your pearls for 100 gold pieces. There you are. See? Your necklace looks just about as good as it did before. Oh, we could buy an earring. What about an earring? Pearl earrings are a thing, aren't they? Mm -hmm. Maybe that's literally what we're going to go buy. All right, so we go to the shop. All right, so you head over, you find a jeweler's shop, and look around for pearls. They have a large selection of them because you're so close to the ocean here. Mm. Oh, nice. Pretty. Get one for your Sahuagin wife, too, by the way, Tokus. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Uh, We'll take your finest 100 gold piece pearl. Please. Yeah, you have no trouble finding a pearl that's the right value for you. Sweet. I don't want to spend right. a copper more. I want a pearl that's exactly a <laughs> hundred gold pieces. And if there's a discount of any amount of gold or copper whatsoever, we don't want it. Yeah. <laughs> we, will, we will gladly pay full price. Well, wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. It just needs to be valued at a hundred, and then they can apply a discount, right? Valued by who, Tokus? 
Appraisers are known to fudge their numbers when it benefits them. Right. Right. Don't take any discounts. Magic is the true judge of the quality of the pearl, right? Because either my spell will work or won't work. But does the identify spell account for inflation? (laughs) (laughs) Because as we all know, in this economy, inflation is very, very high right now. I mean, astronomically high. Could we go to a shop where the shopkeep would maybe let me test the pearl before I buy it? Do you guys have any idea what mortgage rates are like these days? (laughs) (laughs) I know we could buy a pearl and wait for inflation to raise its value over a hundred gold pieces and then use it to cast the spell and see if it works. And then magic knows that it'll work. That's right. That's how magic works. Tukas, you are a gnome and a jeweler. <laughs> you know the value of things. Ah, that's true. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I wake up, whip out my my little monocle situation. Jeweler's eyeglass thing, monocle? Yeah, jeweler's eyeglass and I inspect the pearl. Yep this one, guys. I like it. Okay. Oh, yeah. Togus, what was the approximate value of all the gems we just put up at the guild <laughs> for this adventure? Oh, I don't know how much they were worth, but they were a bunch. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I had five assorted cut gems. Uh-oh. You cut them yourself, didn't you? Plus the... Yeah, I did. Plus the opals from Brian. Yep. Oh, boy. So, we put up we put up like a reasonable pot. Chunk of money, yeah. For this. We're, we're invested in the cult dying. Anyway... Uh, I will... Thank you, shopkeep. I'm going to spend uh, 100 gold. Wow. Just like that, huh? I thought we had each put up a third of it. Do you want to still do that? Um, that uh, was to put the money in the bag for Mernie. But yeah, we had each put up a third. We, we don't have to. It's okay. <laughs> I'll identify your guys' stuff if we all go in on the pearl. If you want to go all in on the pearl, that's that's great, Tokus. Wow, really? No, I think I think Shab is right that this should be a party expense. Therefore, we should split it. What's our party gold situation? Uh, party gold. <clears throat> we currently have one platinum, three gold, zero silvers, four coppers, and one electrum. Can you pay for it out of the party gold, please? Um, that will not pay for it. Yeah, that's <laughs> not going to do it. Not even close. How much of it does it pay? Hey, that's 13 gold. All right, here's the deal. We use the platinum, and then we each put up 30 gold. That work? Let's get this done. Yes. Yes, exactly. All right. Boom. Done. Boom. Okay. So you have your pearl. A hundo. Awesome. All right, Tokus. This is your maiden voyage on this spell, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it's a ritual. Casting time is one minute. Uh, Eldritch Knights don't get rituals, but you can still cast it with a spell slot. Yeah. Ah, okay, okay. Maybe I was just writing down what I saw under the entry for Identify. So if you're casting Identify not as a ritual, it looks like it's one action. Is that true? Makes sense. Six seconds, my dude. Should we go back to the extramensional bedrooms to do this? Uh, Rather than casting it right out in the middle of the street (laughs) or in someone else's shop? Yeah, maybe we should go. Let's, no, let's go to low market first. Then we'll, we'll do it there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like let's go to place. the mole slums and uh, yeah. bring this crown around. Okay, so we Batman back to the uh, Sapphire Sabers yes. into the extra-dimensional bedroom. Uh, whose bedroom? So your general mode here is, are you actually taking the crown off when you're wandering the city, or do you like pull up a hood over it but still wear it, or what? Yeah, by default it goes into my pack uh, when we're anywhere except the Sapphire Sabers. Mm. Okay. Gosh, we're gonna like learn that it has some amazing abilities, and that we should have gotten the crown identified first, then had the conversation. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm realizing that now. Maybe our first mission should have been to get the pearl, then talk to the saber. But I think we did a pretty good job, even without the crown's help. Yeah. And maybe the crown helped us. Earlier, Thane was making it sound like you were more convincing than usual. We'll soon find out. I'm always more convincing than usual. <laughs> Thank you very much. 
Oh, the crown of convincing. Yeah, the convincing mm. crown. It needs a name, doesn't it? Yeah, totally. Yeah. The convincing crown of charisma. Totes. Totes. Yeah, so whose room do we go to? Uh, let's go to Shaba's. Yeah, Shaba's room is nice. He's got the biggest bed. It's true. Yeah, he's got the silk sheets. Yep. The oak nightstand. Got uh, the hammock for Stripey. Yeah. All right, so I get out my pearl and owl feather and start to... <laughs> that is a fine owl feather, I must say. Thank you. Actually, didn't you get me the owl feather, Shaba? You're like a hunter or something. I have no recollection of this, but I'm going to go ahead and say, yeah, <laughs> I did. Thanks, buddy. You're welcome. That owl died in vain. I killed it and just took the one feather. <laughs> the one feather. <laughs> it was a noble death. Left it to rot. Yes. You know, you don't have to kill an owl to get its feather. Oh, he knows. I forgot. Maybe you just, like, ninja plucked. I forgot at the time. It was the first time, it was the first time experience. I did not realize that. All right, so I cast Identify on the crown. We put it on the floor of the room, and we all circle around it, our eyes glowing. Oh, my gosh. There's so many words here. I'm so excited. The crown of Altoria. Who wants to read it? Tokus, why don't you give it a give it a whirl? Is that how the identify spell works? It's like a little printer like pops out of the pearl and just like <laughs> just like like I get like a receipt. It's a mind printer. <laughs> it tattoos the words on your brain. Ah, all right. Well, Brian, do you want to read those words from my brain? Um, I would not like to read every single word on this because it's a lot of words. But it's beautiful though. Like there's some really cool stuff here. Like at least the first part. Well, I already read the description to you when you picked it up. Oh, okay. Mm. So ah. I would say just summarize what you want. The rest can go on Patreon. All right. Yeah. Tokus, why don't you read because you never read this stuff. You should read the abilities at the bottom. The three abilities this crown has. Well, that third paragraph is pretty important too. Okay. The second one's interesting as well. Summarize things. Don't just read it all, but summarize and comment. All right, I'll, I'll do it then, since you seem reluctant to, Tokus. So your charisma score goes up by two after you've been wearing it for a week while attuned to it, as does your maximum for that score. Wow. What is the difference between your charisma score increasing and the maximum increasing? You normally you can't go above 20. Oh, okay. Wow. So this could put oh, you wow. to 22. Um, once used, this feature can't be used again for 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, meaning that like once you take it off, you can't use it again? No, no, no. Somebody else can't use the ability. Oh, wow. Is how I would interpret that. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So that like everybody doesn't just boost your... Pass it around, yeah. Do the kings serve in 10-year increments or something? I don't know. No. The kings of Altoria passed? Just a limitation. I mean, potentially, if you lived 50 years and you wore the crown, you could get up to 30. Plus 10 charisma. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice. cumulative. Okay. Interesting. Because wow. it just says the score increases. It's not like a, it's not like my ogre gauntlets. Yeah. Wow. It says that the number of charges the crown has is equal to your charisma mod plus your total number of followers. Number of Who followers. has followers anymore? I thought that was like a first edition thing. For the following properties, if your alignment's non-lawful, you get half the charges. Mm. It regains everything, all expended charges daily at dawn, so you don't have to roll to see how many charges you get back. Uh, followers defined as any creature with an intelligence score of 3 or higher and a charisma of 13 or higher who willingly pledges fealty to you while you're wearing the crown. Good night. Wow. Well, Stripey's out. His intelligence is 2. <laughs> and your charisma scores aren't high enough either? Yeah. <laughs> 
You guys couldn't pledge yourselves to me if you wanted to. That's right. We're unworthy subjects. The creature is compelled to make the pledge through magic or other means, or if it later revokes its pledge, it's not counted as a follower. Okay. If an ability allows a saving throw, the save DC is equal to 8 plus your charisma modifier plus double your proficiency bonus. If an ability, what, like one of your abilities or an ability that someone's using against you? One of the abilities on the list below. Uh, oh, okay. okay. One of the crown's abilities. Okay. The crown has three abilities. First is dominating presence. You can expend three charges while wearing it. Three charges in an action. If you do, you cause all creatures of your choice within 120 feet to make a charisma save, becoming either charmed or frightened for 10 minutes on a fail. <laughs> wow. Your choice. Wow. Your choice. For each target. Wow. Wow. A creature that succeeds on its saving throw is immune to this effect for 24 hours. The second ability is leadership. You can double your proficiency bonus for all ability checks and saving throws that use charisma while wearing the crown, and you can't be charmed or frightened. Mm. And third, while wearing the crown, you can use an action to expend some of its charges to cast one of the following spells. And each spell has a different number of charges that it requires. Wow. Using your cha as the spellcasting ability. <laughs> Calm emotions, charm person, charm monster, command, detect thoughts, divination, enthrall, geus, glibness. Gesh. Gesh. Gesh is how that's pronounced? Oh, wow. Okay. Yep. Wow. Glibness, mass suggestion, suggestion, or tongues. No components are required. Wow. Mass suggestion. Dang. Dang, wow. Dude. We're going to have to look up these spells. That's Yeah, I don't know what half of them do, but they sound awesome. I just looked up Gesh. Duration is 30 days? What? <laughs> Unfortunately, Aslo is not lawfully aligned and has no followers. Mm. Therefore, you have... No charges. You have only half your charisma modifier in charges, so you get two charges right now. Ah. <sighs> but once <laughs> I've worn it for a week, my charisma will go up by 2 to 22, so I'll have three charges. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Still not enough to cast some of the more powerful spells on here. Yeah. How does one change their alignment? <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say. <laughs> can I join Kavakiism and become lawful? Is that how that works? Uh, <laughs> you have to act lawfully for long enough that it becomes part of you. Oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> I knew one day you'd come around, Aslo. <laughs> no, never mind. I changed my mind. <laughs> Can we think about the followers thing for a little bit? Yeah, I was just thinking about that. So it says if the creature's compelled magically through magic or other means, so like you can't use these spells to create followers to then give you more charges. Like they have to mm-hmm. pledge of their own volition to you. Yes. Exactly. So I kind of feel like this is this is like when you wanted to get elected to be class president in middle school or high school. And, like, you had to get people to, like, pledge that they're going to vote for you. So we kind of need to do that through the backlog of people that we know. And then you realize you're a nerd who mostly hangs out and plays video games and D&D by yourself. <laughs> and uh, so then you couldn't get any followers. Is that what you're going for? Not that I did. Not that last part. Um, okay. <laughs> but I, I'm already starting to think of a list of people that would maybe pledge. Mm. I mean, pledging fealty to you means that basically they're going to treat you as their king. Right. Like mm. their entire life is, is sworn to your service, which is kind of a big deal. Well, we do own a five by five patch of land <laughs> outside of <laughs> Nafton. <laughs> that could be the very start of our kingdom. Just enough space for a throne, am I right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you sit on your throne ruling over your domain. 
Wasn't there a kingdom nearby that recently got ransacked by orcs and could maybe use a new temporary ruler? We actually don't have any updates on how that situation has unfolded. Yeah, Waspel. Like, after we clean out the cult, we could Yeah, the, the orcs were on their way up north, and I think we assumed that they were going to raid Waspel on the way up. Yeah, well, we had more than an assumption to go on with that. We told the king. Hmm. Yeah, we, we had yeah. pretty good evidence, but that was the was Waspel the kingdom where we went to the capital and it was like a dystopian society where like <laughs> <laughs> nobody was allowed to carry a sword around? Yeah. But if by dystopian you mean like a pretty standard medieval society, then yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like people didn't have votes and stuff. Right. That could be a kingdom for us to temporarily rule, in a sense. So you want to conquer Waspel? Yes. Forget the orcs. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. We want to rescue Waspel and then get instated as the new rulers. No, I mean, seriously, that place sucks. Like, if there were a <laughs> kingdom that we were going to take over, it would be that one, right? Like, those people were, like, they had pathetic... Lives. Yeah, just awful lives. We're talking, like, Nibrin-level lives. Here. Yeah. Like, people, it was like a whole kingdom full of Nibrins. Do you think Nibrin has a 13 charisma? No. No. I, I think he's got the charisma of a goat, and trust me, I've known a lot of goats in my time. That's a really weird requirement that they have to have a charisma of 13, I yeah. guess. Yeah, because, interesting. like, the crown absorbs their charismatic power or something, uh, I guess. Yeah. Think of it as you have to be a leader among leaders in order for this to really work for you. Okay, so it's like a pyramid scheme. So, like, <laughs> you're the top guy, and then everybody under you has to have people under them in order to make this whole thing work. That makes total sense. So we can charge them and get charges? More like it was made for the emperor, and the emperor already has hundreds of people Leaders. willing to pledge fealty to him. <laughs> right. Guys, we need to make our own adventurers guild. Yeah. And then be the leaders of that so that we can have fealty. We can now that we have the crown. The specifics of this crown are totally going to change the dynamics. I thought it was just we were going to march around and like gather up a crew. Yeah. We'll have to make a new organization maybe. We have to come up with a product that like is so good that we <laughs> yeah, can just everybody like wants get it. people to buy a bunch of it to sell more of it. Mm -hmm, to other people. <laughs> Right. And then they collect people under them to sell it for them. And then we get a percentage. Right. And then we sell teaching materials within the organization to these leaders. Mm -hmm. yep. Oh, wait, but that would be illegal and a Ponzi scheme. Except <laughs> this is pseudo-medieval uh, setting here. So they haven't even invented Ponzi schemes yet, which means that the AAA team is the inventor of the Ponzi scheme. <laughs> because of the crown. So this is going to work out perfectly. So it'll be the AAA scheme. That's right, the, tri <laughs> the AAA scheme. Um, we can then create a system where everybody thinks that they're going to be making a lot of money, but all the money really comes from the sign-up fees, right? And it just all funnels right to the top, baby. <laughs> Except yeah. this pyramid only has two levels. Exactly. You and the people <laughs> pledging to you. But the people who pledge to us have a charismas of 13, which means that they are leaders among men. And whatever other races that they prescribe to, whatever race they are. So Brian has two charges. Is it wrong to consider charming someone whom we think has enough charisma and getting them to pledge fealty? So that doesn't work. That doesn't work. Yeah, that's the whole thing. You have to willingly pledge. Oh, willingly pledges. This is a, sort of one of those uh, deep thoughts with Jack Handy type things. <laughs> Having a crown doesn't actually make you a king. Being a leader mm -hmm. is what makes you a king, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
It's like, who sits the Iron Throne? Well, well, is there an Iron Throne anymore? Whoever has killed everybody else. Right, exactly. So, moral of the story is, we need to kill everybody else. <laughs> exactly. And I think Waspel's a great place to start. What we should do, <laughs> what we should do really, is we should consult Conan. We should look through some history books. We should check out all the different kingdoms around and figure out what their process is for deciding the next ruler. Like, is it all bloodlines? Like, is every kingdom around here just whoever's uh, the king, their son then becomes king? Or is it some other system? Like in our tribe, it's survival of the fittest, right? Like, if you're the strongest, then you're the leader. I'm just going to put this out there, but another option is you can basically be kingmakers if you find someone who's already a leader that you can trust. Kingmakers mm. in terms of finding just a king and... And giving them the crown. Giving them the crown. Yeah. Well, oh, it, it would have to be... I mean, we like the king of Ormog well enough, but he's neutrality personified. He, yeah, I don't know if he's going to benefit from some of these combat abilities. Yeah, he has no interest in <laughs> waging war. But no, I think that's a really good point. Like, that is the other possibility is Aslo is not set up to maximize the power of this item. Mm, right. But we don't know who to trust to give it to yet mm-hmm. if we're going to do that. But I also like the idea of like us building our own organization or kingdom or I'm trying to think of other people that are people groups that we could rally that have high charisma. I mean, aren't I the exception of the rock gnomes? Didn't we find out that there's some of my people that are still alive somewhere? Yeah, Mernie told you that. I just haven't reconnected with them. Yeah, there were a few. Yeah. They don't have a leader. They don't really have a kingdom either. That's mm. true. But that's that's a people group we could relink with. Tokus, have you ever once in the entirety of this show talked about your character's alignment? Mm-hmm. Does your character have an alignment? Did you select one when you created him? I'm chaotic neutral. Chaotic neutral, okay. All right, that sounds about right. That's what I was expecting, <laughs> if you did have one. Yeah, so actually, maybe it's... <coughs> Jay that would wear the crown well. You're the right alignment. It's just you're not the right charisma. Yeah, my charisma is not high enough. I think I think the crown is still plenty powerful with Brian while we're figuring out what to do with it. I mean, it still does a lot of cool things. Wait a second. What is Stripey's alignment? <laughs> uh, neutral, probably. Okay. Uh, let me... Yeah, animals don't really have alignments so much. It does, definitely mm. doesn't have the charisma for it. His charisma is a five. <laughs> Rats. It's negative five charges. Uh, he, oh, he is chaotic neutral. I mean, and did you expect anything else of him either? <laughs> so I think this makes this really easy. So, Brian, mm-hmm. you only have two charges right now. Yeah. For the moment. And in a week, you'll have three. Yeah. If you wear it for a week. If he wears it for a week. So you can use at least calm emotions, charm person, command, detect, detect thoughts, enthrall. enthrall uh, suggestion. You can still use about half the spell list. Mm-hmm. Like this is still a pretty sweet, still powerful. Item. It's always disappointing when you like find an item in a game, like like a dungeon crawler or you know action RPG, and you're like, oh, this item is like good, good, good. Wait, why does it have to have this stat on it? Why? Yeah. Why? <laughs> so it's like yeah, like it, like it doesn't fit in your build. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, it's his exactly. alignment. Then think about it another way. If the cult had the crown, think of what they could do with it. Uh, yeah. With all of that power, those abilities. Mm-hmm. That's true, but none of them are lawful. It'd still be plenty powerful. Well, you could easily be lawful evil. That's true. Yeah. Or just have a hundred followers. Right. I mean, even yeah. the the emperor of the Galactic Empire is lawful evil, right? 
Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, you could get to the 50 charges with 100 or more pledged followers of 13 or higher charisma. Yep. Which the cult probably has. This is like a perfect magic item for the cult. No, no, no. But we could still make this item work for Brian. Like, he, we just, you know what? Where we're at is like, really, we just want him to be able to get to some of these abilities like mass suggestion, right? Really, that's the sweet spot. Oh, yeah. That's, that, that'll be a good one. Influence up to 12 creatures of your choice. Oh, okay. Yes. I, don't, I have no idea what glibness does. Glibness is you can lie perfectly convincingly, undetectable uh, by magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I feel like mass suggestion is the sweet spot for, like, for some of the, just for some of the plans it seemed like we had for our own story here. As far as like recruiting help to fight the cult, the problem is it's twenty-four hour duration. That's still really helpful. Like we could get help from twelve people for twenty-four hours. If you cast the spell as a seventh level or higher, it's ten days. I think we can only cast at the default level through the crown. Yeah, the suggestion must be worded in such a manner as to make the course of action sound reasonable. Mm. Um, and then, the, oh, each target does get a chance to resist this. They must make a wisdom saving throw. Failed. It'll pursue the course of the action you describe to it to the best of its ability. For example, you might suggest that a group of soldiers gives all their money to the first beggar that they meet. If the condition isn't met before the spell ends, the activity is not performed. Hmm. Uh, if you or any of your companions damage a creature affected by this spell, the spell ends for that creature. But it's like if they're already in combat, like they're going to defend themselves. I mean, they might run away, but... So the dominating presence ability of the crown is similar. It casts a wider net, but has a much shorter time frame. Hmm. He needs three charges to be able to do that, though. Right. Oh, that's true. True. And it's only uh, ten minutes. It's only charmed or frightened for ten minutes. Right. Mm-hmm. Versus mass suggestion is we get their help for 24 hours. Yeah. For six charges. For six charges, sure. I was thinking in more in terms of, like, how we could use this in a combat situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. The crown definitely has some implications there. If we can just get him to that third charge, I mean, that's as simple as finding two two followers. Or waiting a week. Well, could we find two followers before the council meets? At- and the, the charges is equal to charisma modifier plus total number of followers. It's not even half. No, it's half. Oh, I see. If your lime is non-lawful, the total number of charges is halved. Okay, got it. Yeah. I thought that was only from your charisma mod. Who can we talk to that could pledge fealty right now that might actually be able to do it that would mean essentially they would also have to be willing to renounce their fealty to whatever country they might be in (laughs) right yeah i mean shaba what about your bestie so what i'm realizing now is that rather than acquiring a magical relic that's going to change everything we have hate drafted this magical relic from the cult <laughs> yes We have simply prevented them from getting it Which is worth a lot It's something, it's something But it's not going to allow us to It's more than something It's, it's more than something, but it's not going to allow us to Meet them with equal or greater opposition Or even anywhere close to the opposition we would need Yeah, because the core thing that we're trying to do Is gain a bunch of followers And in order to do that with the crown You have to gain a bunch of followers Yeah well, the AAA team is about to expand. Yeah, but that being said, this crown also makes me awesomer than I already was. It's going to give me an extra uh, two charisma points. 
going to double my checks and saving throws that use charisma mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. automatically. Um, yeah. I can cast a bunch of extra spells, or at least a few extra spells each day. Right. Well, but seriously, though, guys, what would it take to get Brian to about six charges? It would take a week and six followers, right? And that would let him use Dominating Presence twice in combat as well. Mm-hmm. So there's a reason why I picked the number six. Right. It's either that or start acting lawfully. Yeah, now, there's, here's another question. Does a follower mean someone who literally follows you around? Because I'm pretty sure in older editions, that's what it was. Like, you actually had people, like, just kind of traveling with you, like your disciples. Well, you had henchmen in second edition and hirelings and stuff. Mm. Yeah, right. But no, it, it defines follower right there in the text. Yeah. No more or less than that. Okay, so just someone who's pledged loyalty. Willingly to pledges fealty. I mean, I okay. think... We've got to have some people. And charisma score of 13 or higher. You're, okay, what about your parents? Mm, they're in Maybe, Maringar. But yeah, they're, all, they're in Maringar. They've got to be 13 charisma or more. They birthed you. Right. And they're in another continent. Yeah. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying is like we should start thinking about could we put together a band of 12 or more followers from people we already know? I'm th- I've been thinking through people that we already know. And I, I mean, Olaf doesn't have high charisma. Almar Veckling doesn't have high charisma. Mernie might. No, maybe not. Yeah. You don't. You don't think your bestie does? He says he's a shopkeep. Yeah, but I don't know if he's got a thirteen. That's pretty high. Yeah. And again, like pledging fealty is basically going. I'm not going to serve the king of Ormog anymore. I'm going to serve you, which probably means like treason, right, against the king of Ormog. Yeah. Which means leaving town and like finding somewhere else to live. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big deal. Right. No, I'm saying we may have to go on an adventure to pull this off. No, but I think I think what Brian said is right. For now, in a week, and already, the crown has improved his character. And out of the four of us, he's the one that's most improved by the crown. We guess that much. Yeah. It's too bad that you've been taking the crown off. Now I understand why Thane was asking you. Yeah, I mean, it's been half a day. It's going to take a week for this thing, this thing to go off, so. Yeah, no, that's true. We need to make sure we're in a safe location for you to wear it for an extended period of time. Yeah to get the bonus so it seems like that's our next little mini mission is to get away for a week and get your yeah, take a vacation i could go for a vacation yeah <laughs> yeah well we, we go on a vacation and plan and maybe work out <laughs> <laughs> like do a bunch of push-ups is my understanding of swearing fealty correct there thing that you're basically like committing treason against whoever you were already sworn to right Essentially. I mean, you wouldn't necessarily have to make it publicly known or anything, but it means that they would have to prioritize you over whatever laws of the land. Yeah, if you were to direct them to do something against the laws of the land, right? You could pledge fealty. You could say, like, this is my king. I like them. But then you could go on a trip to another kingdom. And it doesn't mean, like, you're all of a sudden an outlaw there. It just means you live in another kingdom and you have a different king. Mm. Yeah, your citizenship is elsewhere. Right. Mm. I think we could actually pull off... Him having a few charges more than he has. Like, he's going to get three if he wears it for a week, and then getting it to like five or six would maybe, in my opinion, be the sweet spot hmm. for us actually using this in some of the ways we were hoping to. Like, we're not, we're not going to get to the 50 charges. Yeah. Probably not, unless we like start a whole new way of life, a new nation, like found <laughs> one, which we could do. I feel like that's difficult to do in fifth edition. It's like Castle Sim. You know, like it's what we're literally trying to do is like run a kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I Waspel came to mind because they might be desperate with the orc attack. We could come in and say, here, let's rescue you guys and set up a new government. Right. We'll rescue you from the orcs 
if you swear fealty if you, to me. No, I wouldn't do it that way. I would say we'll rescue you from the orcs, but we'd like to establish a new government for this country because we think the previous government was not good mm-hmm. and maybe even led to why they crumbled to the orcs so quickly. Yeah. You know, something like that. And then, yes, that would mean a pledge of fealty after we set up that new castle government. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of things from my notes. One says that there was some sort of siege weapon that the orcs were building in order to attack Semet. Uh, did we ever find out what that was? And second, did we ever check to f- to with the Merchant's Guild to see if there are any teleportation circles that go to Marengar? Did we s- find out that there were, but they were just too expensive at the time? Because I've got a good amount of gold now. The siege weapon, you believe, was partially given to the orcs by the cult. That was your information. They weren't just building it there. But you never found out specifically what it was. And you do know that Waspel called in some help from a neighboring country. Yeah, they're right on the border to Ormog. Well, Ormog wasn't going to help them. Oh. Just because Ormog stays neutral and everything. Right. Hmm. So they called in help from Teraldia. Teraldia, okay. And as of a few weeks ago, last time you had more information, the war was still continuing on with both nations fighting the orcs. Mm. All right, but no no clear advantage on either side as yet? Just sort of... Not yet. Ongoing. Okay. Um, since Tokus knows, can we know what, what is the approximate value of the gems that we put up? Just so we're aware. Total value is probably like four, three to four hundred gold okay. for everything. Wow. You know, guys, I just thought of something. Yes, the king of Ormog is going to probably remain neutral might not be a good candidate for the crown. What about the leadership in our guild? You mean having them pledge fealty to Asla? No, I'm saying once they see what's really going down with the cult, like this showdown we're planning, if we really do get into combat with the cult, like it could change the guild's attitude towards the cult, especially if we like lose some members in this combat. And that could allow us to like have a little bit more pull in the conversation with the guild leading up to like a we could give the crown to leadership in the guild that we're part of, that we trust to an extent. Mm -hmm. And they could maybe work some, I'm not saying we give it to them now. We need to make sure that whichever, if we are going to give it to another organization, we don't try to create our own little mini kingdom or whatever, that they're going to bring the cult down because that's our bigger mission. That's more important than us enjoying a sweet magic item, right? Like Tokus isn't going to keep the armband of Altoria forever. Right, like my yeah. promise to the dwarves was once we, you know, it's like, it's like we can't keep the one ring forever, right? We have to cast it into the fire, right? right? As Brian would I say. I wish we could cast it into the fire. <laughs> I wish there was a Mount Doom in this world that we could just destroy these things to keep the cult from getting them. Because as we've discovered, they're not necessarily, at least the crown is not going to be as helpful as we were hoping when it comes to getting people to actually care yeah well i mean like that's the next next thing is when it comes to secret organizations like how do we make sure they never rise up again right like we can kill the current we can defeat the current leadership we can route the members as best we can but who's to say in 150 to 100 200 years that this cult won't rise up again right right maybe maybe that's what we need to do maybe we need to consult the history books again and figure out have these guys risen before how could we like completely stamp them Prevent out. Prevent history from repeating itself. Right, because it's like, sure, we could defeat the current leadership, but yeah, who's to say in 200, 500 years they rise up again, find these very same artifacts, and just, yeah, let it rinse and repeat. 
we don't want that. Yeah. I feel like we know a lot of that already from the research we've done. We know it's been, it's only been about 200 years since the emperor's disappearance and the kingdom's shattered and this cult has existed since right around the time after the world split open, right? Mm-hmm. But obviously in that 200 year time span, the cult has never had any overt influence on politics, right? They've remained in the shadows this whole time. Like what you were talking about before, there are definite real-world allegories to a, a terrorist group, right? They're hard to root out. They're almost impossible to eradicate entirely. And if you destroy the higher-ups, then other people move in to fill that power vacuum and take over for them, hmm. at least theoretically. Right, so it's almost like, yes, it's a combination of taking out the current leadership, routing all the members we can, and then making sure that the magic items we do get our hands on are kept safe. Yes, but maybe not. Here's here's me thinking, like, I just had this wild, crazy thought, like, com- playing complete devil's advocate here. <laughs> what if we just gave them all the magic items? They want to bring the Emperor back to life, right? They want to... Don't we know with reasonable certainty that that's not going to happen? What happens when they try to do it and they fail? Do we know that that's not going to happen? Yeah, we live in a world where magic is feasible, Shaba. And what would be the worst thing to happen if it did happen? If the old emperor who used to rule the world came back to life and united every kingdom under one empire, then how bad would that actually be? Uh, Ask Luke Skywalker, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, looking back on all the stories you know about the old emperor empire it was a wonderful place to live right mm. they had airships man we don't have those anymore <laughs> i mean i would be i would join the cult just for the sake of getting an airship that's true it might be worth the cult winning for that but it's not the king that we're worried about whether or not he can be re- resurrected we care about the baggage of the cult the way that the cult is run right now under like Sherkoth's not just going to roll over and die should the king come back like he's going to want to be like his right hand man or whatever right and still be influencing the cult still be doing like they're not just going to switch gears completely sort of a grima worm tongue type of role also yeah how do we know that this Sharakoth guy isn't just doing all of this to to actually have all this power for himself himself. and state himself as the emperor and who and he's super evil yeah yeah a little bit of movie magic right all he has to do is just pretend that he's the emperor reincarnated and he's like hey guys correct yeah it's me it's like the very definition of a cult right yeah that's maybe more likely but i appreciate you playing devil's advocate it sounded good for a second there shaba like yeah we just give the items to the cult we just admit defeat yeah. So that's the other <laughs> other thing is we weren't as high priority. I mean, we already were a high priority target for them, which is surprising. We are super, super high priority now. Mm. We have one of the magic items. We really should consider for the sake of the world, maybe once we figure out if the guild or whoever we're going to go with, I, I really think Thane might have had a good thought with we don't have to keep the crown. We should keep it for now. We should keep it safe. But we might want to give it to somebody who's going to maximize the power better, bring it into the cult, because we're not keeping these items anyway. These items we're going to have to give back someday, right? The crown's going to go to a kingdom somewhere, right? The, the place rocking in the corner, holding the crown. 
in his arms. Yeah, yeah, we're going to give him back. <laughs> we could return the crown to the chamber, the, the place, I guess. Unless, unless we can find a place that no one can ever get to. What if there were a place that the cult would never find it and never get to it? What if the goal isn't to eradicate the cult and stop the cult? Obviously, that seems almost impossible. What if the goal was just to stop the cult from completing their ultimate mission? What if we're just supposed to keep it out of their hands indefinitely so that they can never achieve what they want to? It's the ultimate form of hate drafting. Sure. I mean, like, okay, we put the crown in the interdimensional space bag from Murney, and then we burn the bags. What happens? Are they lost in that random interdimensional oh. space forever? Wow, actually, that's oh. a really good question. They probably get ejected into the astral plane somewhere. Wow. Mm. Dang. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, but then it's going to be the problem of another plane. Are we okay with that on our conscience? Then Thanos comes along, he goes into the astral plane, it's all over. <laughs> Well, high-level magic could still track it down if they send someone with astral form. That's still a really good place to hide it. Yeah. Yeah. It is. They wouldn't even know it was out there. That might be what we do. Well, we shouldn't do that with the dwarf bracer. We should give that back to the dwarfs because we made that promise, but we don't have a promise like that with the crown. Right. The crown has no owner right now. It's an orphan. You turn around and Aslo's just disappeared with the crown. <laughs> no, seriously, let's keep that in the back burner. If 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 we're being compromised... We should maybe consider putting it in the bag and burning the bag. The problem is, is the other bags would also need to be destroyed. Right. Mernie's bag, each of our bags. Yeah. It's cool to think about that we have, like, perhaps something we can do if we need to make sure the crown doesn't ever get compromised. Mm-hmm. Cool to think about casting it into another plane of existence. Mm-hmm. That's our definition of casting it into the fire, right? Because we can't destroy it. As far as we know. That's what I was just about to ask. Is there a way to destroy magic items in this world? Magic items, sure, but artifacts typically have some very specific thing that you would need to do. Like, And you probably need to do a lot of research, try to figure out mm-hmm. where it came from, what might lead to its destruction and all that. Yeah. Okay. So we need a library and we need Mordor. <laughs> yeah. So are there any other items that we want to identify? Oh, that cost me a spell slot. Oh, wait. No, it didn't. This is the freebie from Fey Touched. I can't do it a second time right now. Oh, uh, okay. What level is identify? First. First level, yeah. Oh, okay. It is? Nice. Okay. So hang on. I can do it again maybe if I have more spell slots. I'm out of spell slots, guys. All right. Cool. So that <laughs> answers that question. <laughs> So we should rest? Yeah, for a while. But no, we we don't want to do that. We do. You're just putting off the inevitable. I'm going to be exhausted if we do. Yes, we know. You're delaying the (laughs) inevitable, Tokus. The only way not to be exhausted is to rest. So you have to rest to be exhausted to rest to not be exhausted. We'll all start taking levels of exhaustion sooner or later if we don't rest. Right. Okay, so do we think we have time to rest while the the, the cult's going to get out? They're going to escape. Well, we don't know that. Yeah, it's I mean, the cult. Alendria is putting together a group now as we speak. Well, at this point, it's already been long enough that the group's together and probably left for the sewers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, let's look into that, and then maybe we take resting in shifts. Like, like the watch could be somebody pokes their head out of the room and, like, checks in on the status. Mm-hmm. Somebody goes down to pick up some ice from the icebox at the end of the hall. You know how that goes. Yeah. Just laying low for a while. Yeah, we, we lay low, we keep checking in on the status of the of the meeting, kind of get a feel for when they're going to go, and yeah, we don't want to miss it. But yeah, I mean, I have zero spell slots, mm-hmm. and I'm at seven life, and <laughs> you guys are probably weak too. 
We wouldn't be much help. I'm at full, but Stripey's at 8 of 48, so he's Oof. hurting. I'm at 22 of 39. Yeah, but none of you are really in much condition to fight. Yeah. No, not at all. I don't have any second level spell slots left, so we should definitely rest for a long time. Okay, so rest, but whoever's on watch is going to make sure we don't miss. And like I said, they're already probably gone. You went to the shop, you came back. They said they'd have a party together in 20 minutes. Yeah. Mm. That right there probably would have taken longer than that, but you've also been discussing for an hour. What, what do we get back in a short rest, party-wise? Uh, my use is a bardic inspiration and some hit points. I wouldn't be exhausted. We don't have any precedent for me becoming exhausted after short rests. I might become exhausted, but, but I might not. So I, I think we shouldn't miss this opportunity. To go back down there? Yeah. What? Dude, I don't, I don't think so. No. You don't have any of your spell slots left. But we're not going alone. We put up the money for the job. So what about this? We do a full rest and we head down to see how it's going. Yeah, sure. Yeah, basically we rest in our rooms and we keep like checking downstairs and to see like when they get back. Oh, man. I mean, I would go down there with them to fight the cult, but we're just not in good shape. We don't have nothing. Yeah, but we don't have nearly everything that we would need. We don't, we did, but I don't think we need everything. So, so from a progress standpoint, we don't want to miss out on a caliber of this mission. We need the mission to succeed. Mission of this caliber? We, yeah, whatever. We need this mission to succeed. <laughs> of course. Yeah. We're not completely useless. If we just do some healing, if we, like a short rest, how long is a short rest? An hour. An hour. An hour. Okay. We're only missing an hour of them. Like, the fight could still be going down. I I think we should try for a short rest, check into the status of what's going on, and then um, if we missed it, we missed it, and we go for the full rest anyway. Like, if we make the decision to go full rest, we've missed the fight. It's over. And sure, we're not going to get a lot of street cred in the guild showing up an hour late to the engagement, but showing up an hour late to the engagement is better than not showing up at all. I I, th- I think I made a good point, but I know I can certainly be outvoted. We also do have the Wand of Web as charges. <laughs> <laughs> that will solve all our problems. No, I mean, like I said, I would want to do it, but one, we've already gained the street cred of like getting the crown and finding out that they're down there and putting up all this money for the people to go. I don't know that we stand to gain that much more from going down to the fight that we don't risk from losing our lives because we're low on our normal resources. <laughs> we don't have nothing, right. but we definitely don't have everything. Yeah, the way I look at it, we barely escaped with our lives and only because we avoided confronting them directly in any meaningful way. Right. So I don't think that we are now in a better shape to confront them than we were before we spent all the resources that it took us to get out of there. Right. Right. <sighs> okay, well, can you guys at least humor me? Could we do the short rest? That way at least we can... Or c- c- during the long rest, could we just have whoever's on watch check in, try to get updates? Yeah, I think we could do that. Yeah. At least the short rest gives us the flexibility to do something, but... All right. Sounds like I'm outvoted. <laughs> Tokus, you must sleep. But I don't wanna... <laughs> It only puts us an hour behind on the long rest track. Just just saying. Yeah. Do you all stay in Shaba's room together, or do you split up to your own individual rooms? So we're going to just hang out in my extra-dimensional room, right? And we'll just rest until... We get a full rest, or are we going to like go 24 hours until Tokus is fully better? I don't see any reason why not to do the full 24 hours, right? Yes, if we're checking up to see how things progress. I'm fine with that. Okay. 
All right, we'll do that then. So we'll we'll sort of just take watches, I guess, or play checkers as time goes on while Tokus is fully resting. Thumb war. We'll thumb war, we'll do jumping jacks, we'll play patty cake, all that good stuff. All of our usual activities. We'll play altoric chess. Yeah, we'll try to learn cartwheels. I don't know if I'm going to be up for some of those more athletic things after this uh, exhaustion sets in. That's true. But I'll certainly play you guys in checkers or chess or something. Well, you can always lay down while we thumb war. That's fine. And then we'll come out every time a shift changes, I guess, like once every four hours, just to check at the front desk with Ribbon End and see if he's had any word, any updates on what's happening with the Mish. You settle in for the night and hope that everything goes well in your absence. With your first checkup, you find out that they went with a group of eight down to the sewers, but they were all Mithril and Steel class, so they're all probably significantly stronger than you. They don't have constant communication open or anything, so you're just going to have to wait and find out what happens later. About ten hours pass, so it's now very early morning, just probably before sunrise, when you next get some news, and you actually hear that Elindria has already returned Mm. at that point. Oh, that could be good or bad. This feels like waiting for a baby to be born, almost. (laughs) We're like pacing the floor, and it's our baby of destruction of the world. (laughs) 